How's it going, everybody? This is the Charging Buffalo Podcast, Season 3, Episode 14. I'm Joe, and I'm joined by Luke right beside me. And the Buffalo Sabres are on a nine-game winning streak and are in the top five in the NHL. Still, they were in first place, but some games have happened since the last game against the Detroit Red Wings. And Sabres fans are high on life right now. And you know, think life is great. You know what really matters? We're at the top of all of the power rankings. Yes. That's what matters. Mm-hmm. I'm semi-joking. But, I mean, when Mike Harrington puts you in his top three, that's... that's They were number one on the score. I saw that yesterday. TSN, I believe, had us at number one as well. Craig Button said that he thinks the Sabres are a playoff team, so that's good. Brian Campbell... Said he's going to attend a, when we make the playoffs. He's going to attend a game. Oh my God! Yeah, Brian Campbell. Wow. How great would that be if you know the Predators have the they bring out a country singer? Mm-hmm. What if we brought out a former player just just to have him to there drop for, the puck for the national anthem or something to drop the ceremonial face or off. like the Bills do with leading the charge, mm-hmm. have a former Saber up wherever by the organist waving a rally towel. All right. Right? Like how Vegas build they, that atmosphere. Remember Vegas, like they'll they'll always have like a they had celebrity the, like turning the wheel. Yeah, turn the wheel. That'd be something fun like that. Respect yeah. your alumni. Mm-hmm. Bring them in. Yeah, yeah. So, few games have happened since last Tuesday. It's been a week since. Usually we record on Thursdays, but we decided to bring you guys a special episode today because the Sabers are still on their win streak, and we don't want to come back on Thursday. What if they lose and then it's gonna be somber? So. We're just going to soak it soak it in. We'll do two podcasts a week until this thing ends. How about that? Yes. Until... Knock it on wood. Until things go back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. We will wake up early and we will do this. Mm-hmm. So, Sabres Flyers, that happened on Wednesday, the day after our last episode. And that was a fun game. They came out to, what, a 4 nothing lead in the first period. Uh, Skinner, you heard it in the intro. Uh, he scored pretty quickly, and then Thompson. Tom, that was this was Thompson's first game of his hot streak. He's got three goals in his last four games, and I think it was yeah, it was a Montreal game. He had a he had a couple of really good scoring chances too. He might have even hit the post. He had the one where he he just like he was going back door and he just missed too. It was he was wrapping it around the net and got the goalie down and went for the old sneak it in kind of when mm-hmm. from behind the goal line and. I don't. I think he he hit a Montreal guy's stick, but it was a great chance. Yeah, Thompson's been really good, and I've been. If you've been listening since the O'Reilly trade, I've been saying don't sleep on Tage Thompson. Now, there's two different people. People that just thought that 
Tage Thompson was awful. I even saw somebody say he was the worst player on planet Earth. Yeah. Too. See, I want Thompson sent down because there's no point in keeping him up here if he's not playing. And then there's the people that think he's just horrible and a non-factor. Now I tweeted out a little few, few days ago that people are already calling this guy a bust. Like. Maybe there's not people saying, oh, this guy's a bust. But when people are talking about the Ryan O'Reilly trade, they're like, oh, they got nothing. The only good piece in this trade is the first-round pick. So you're practically calling Thompson a bust in that sense if you're calling him pretty much a non-factor, right? Yeah. First-round pick a couple years ago. And that's why I keep saying it at least once a week. Stop giving up on 20-year-old former first-round picks. Mm -hmm. It's just it's not smart. Alex Nylander. I'm not going to sit here and try and defend me wanting him to be sent down. He should have been on. sent down because there's no point in keeping him up here yeah. if, Bomb if line he's is, not going to play. But I guess Housley and Bottrell's plan, development plan with him, it it's working. At the time, mm-hmm. he, 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 he wasn't playing well. And two, he was being sat every other night. Yeah. So what, what are you going to say about the he guy? He wasn't but, getting much ice time either. Thankfully, he has been... He's been really good. I got no complaints the past few games. Yeah, he's I, I I can't think of the He's scoring the metaphor right now, but he He had a big shootout goal. He's found his game, I think you can say. And why are people like scratching their heads when Tage Thompson's going out in the shootout? Especially the first time. Like he's skilled. The kid can move. He can score. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't get it. I I still daydream about if he could Put on some muscle and, and oh, he some will. Weight. He's he's only and he just turned twenty one. He would but... just be a terror to defend yeah. against driving to the net. Mm-hmm. And this guy, he's probably going to be on your third line when it's all said and done. Like mm-hmm. that's pretty good. That's His really move good. in the in in the shootout against Detroit though that was great. A game which we will get into. Technically, two goals for Tate Thompson. Yeah. If you you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, technically. So four goals in four games. Yeah, put a little asterisk next to it, but that's okay. Cannon, and then nearly one against Montreal. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I got no complaints with Tage Thompson. No, he's been Mm -hmm. the last couple of games, and everybody's clicking now. That's the thing. Yes. And what excites me most is guys like Casey Middlestat. You think he's already playing good? He's gonna keep getting better. He's yeah. not just going to stop playing this way. He's going to keep scoring, and he's been he's been scoring a lot more lately. He had a goal uh, in the Montreal yeah, game. Yeah, he did. He, my point being, he's only going to be getting better. He's only or he's going to be just playing the same, and he's already playing pretty darn good. So that is extremely extremely promising for the rest of the season. Also, a win tonight could possibly get Buffalo. Yeah, a win tonight in regulation will. Get Buffalo, or just a win in general, will get Buffalo back in first place in the NHL, barring a Tampa Bay win. Also, now Tampa Bay also plays tonight. This is Anaheim. This is the same thing. People are only saying this team is not for real because it's Buffalo. Okay. Yeah. Any other team that is top three in the league a quarter of the way through is is it, they're going to get respect. Mm-hmm. Okay, but because we're Buffalo, and we've we've been losers for so long. Nobody cares. I just want to bring up this point really quick. Dom from The Athletic, I do do not know how to pronounce his last name. You want to give a crack at that? Lassishishin? Possibly. So, I guess he was doing a Q&A, and I'm assuming this is a Sabres fan because this was right after 
they were in first place in the NHL, but also the Sabres were first place in the NHL for like a day, so that was fantastic. But anyways, he asked, Dom, how many teams that were in first in the NHL after 24 games have have ever not made the playoffs? And actually, the St. Louis Blues last year, 24 games into the season, were in first place with a 17-6 and one record with 35 points. So... It's not a lock that they're going to make it, but it would be an absolute meltdown if they miss the playoffs at this point. Was that the only team, though, to ever I don't know if they're the only team to ever miss, but it happened last year. So keep that in the back of your mind. It's not a lock by any means, but... I mean, like they're what was it? They're the eight or nine points above ninth place in the East right right now. Yeah, like they're gonna have to go on like a eight game losing streak for this to happen. So Mm -hmm. they're they're a good team. It's pretty obvious that they're much 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 better than last year. I think that's a given at this point. Plus, think of it this way: Do you think the team won't get twenty five more wins this season? We're gonna be at five hundred at least. Yeah, they'll be at least five hundred. Yeah, like they're not gonna they're gonna hit a rough spot eventually. I know, and that's that's just how the way it goes, especially with a younger team. But yeah, I like what I'm seeing. I like these comeback wins are fun. Like, sorry, like mm-hmm. it'd be nice if they can win a game convincingly once in a while. But hey, it's fine. I hate this convincing win thing. Do you know how many games the 06-07 Sabres had to come back from to win? By 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 this by this philosophy, that team was terrible. If if they didn't win all those games convincingly, then that was a bad team. If that's what people are saying about this team, I mean it's 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 extreme to compare this to the President's Trophy winning, arguably greatest Sabres of all time. But still, you gotta remember that season. Not every game was a cakewalk. You know, sometimes we even got blown out by, you mm-hmm. know, 7-4 by the last place Capitals or second last place. It, it, it A win is a win is a win, and I will always defend that. The fact we are pulling out wins, we would, okay, let's, is, is, is three wins against three of the top five teams in the league in this stretch not convincing? That's not a convincing win. What's a convincing win? Winning, running up the score? We won uh, one game 5-2. to two. We scored six goals in another one against Montreal. The Flyers game that won, what was it, 5-2? to two? That was the fi- Yeah, that was yeah. the 5-2 one. What constitutes a, Three a to convincing one. win? I don't know. I'm thinking, like, like, just not coming back, like holding, on, like how holding about, on to a lead throughout the whole game. How about starting the game strong, you know? How about watch the game and and don't just look at the final score? Mm-hmm. It's a lot more than the final score. Hey, I don't care how they do it as long as they win. Yeah, whatever. it's it's who you're beating and and they're beating good teams. It's not like they're facing no exactly Ottawa every night. They're winning against good teams. Yeah, we're beating playoff teams, not just playoff teams, but top of the league teams. Mm-hmm. We've beaten we've beaten Tampa, Winnipeg. Minnesota. Minnesota. Montreal's in the playoffs. Pittsburgh, we beat. And, hey, we've won so many games, I can't even remember how many, uh, yeah. who we've beaten. So I'll stop there because, listen, it's it's a good streak. Yes. Enjoy like, it. Stop and it. A lot of people are enjoying it. The weather is very fair right now. Yes, there's very fair weather outside. Yeah. But <laughs> stop, stop coming up with reasons to be 
what what what's the word I'm I'm looking for? Just, just stop coming up with reasons to be so negative and pessimistic. Okay, just accept that maybe we have a good team. Okay, Not maybe. maybe they do. We do. Yeah, we have a talented team. Maybe we're different from all the other years. Okay, maybe, maybe things have finally turned around. Stop thinking that. You know, stop coming up with reasons. You're not going to blow out every team 8-4, to four, okay? I don't think anybody can do Nobody can no, do that. No, no. So I'll rest my case there because yeah. I don't want to go too on. But and you brought up 05-06. The parallels between this team they are and there. the 05-06 team, it's, it's there, yeah. Mm-hmm. So by that, the Sabres are winning the President's Trophy next year. <laughs> Let's go. Yep. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, what I think that, Saying the equivalent to losing Drury and Briere is like losing Eichel and Skinner is too much. I feel like, I don't know, do you think Eichel and Skinner are better than Drury and Briere? I'm not saying as well, in like... Well, they're... I mean, I hope how, you get old, what I how mean. old were Briere and Drury when they left? It was a long time uh, ago. I think Briere was 29. Yeah, like, Skinner and Eichel's 20, 22. Right. Yeah, like, that, it's not even close. I, I, I hope you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, I just mean, like, in terms of... The two biggest players on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we'd be... They're not going to lose Skinner. No, I don't know. I think... No. Come on, folks. Yeah. You you got to do it. He has to come back. He wants to... What, what did John Vogel say? John yesterday? Vogel said that the fans love you and they want you to come back and he... And, and he smiled. Said, he smiled. And he said, I'm yes. having fun. He's having fun. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, I've heard. I, I'm having fun. Yeah. So, Skinner, if you... I'm sure he's having fun making his five point whatever right now, mm-hmm. five point whatever million. So I mean, bump up to seven, help uh help uh Jason Bottrell build a winning core here, mm-hmm. save us a few million. You know, that'd be nice. So yeah, yeah. Also, you know who's back in town tonight? Evander, Evander Kane. Kane. Evander Kane. I was listening mm. to his Meeting scrum a- after uh after Sharks practice yesterday, and he said. Yeah, pretty much. It was a shame to lose. He wished he would. He was playing for when he was his time here. He wishes it was like now. He said it sucks losing every night and playing in front of a half-empty building. So whatever. God, why does he have to be such a polarizing figure? I love Evander Kane. Like I, Evander Kane. <laughs> like he's what a good player. Like could you imagine like if. He was still here. I'm and gonna they say had this. Jeff Skinner too, like all three of Eichel, Skinner, and Kane on the same line. I'm gonna That'd say be this, wonderful. I'm gonna say this really fast so I don't get hate. I love Vander Kane. Could you make that out? Mm-hmm. I love Vander Kane. Yeah, okay, there you go. Okay. Vander Kane's a good player, but yeah. it had to be done because. Yeah. I mean, if you really break it down, the Sabers recouped their assets from the Jets trade because mm-hmm. the Jets are gonna lose Myers. They lost Stafford. For pretty much nothing, I got like a sixth round pick for Boston, but that's Bogo's looking better. Yeah. I, oh, my, absolutely. My attitude's he's changed got, on him since the week. He's ago. got a couple goal, two or three goals now, and he hasn't played bad. Yeah, he's been okay. Like he's he's not terrible anymore. Right. I mean, he's mm-hmm. healthy, so that's mm-hmm. good. Knock on wood. But yeah, so in Armia, they lost him for nothing. Mm-hmm. They tr- pretty much trade him to get Mason's contract off the books. Uh, who else? So, basically... I should know this because I, I, I'm a fan of theirs, but Patan. 
Nick, no, Nick Patan was drafted there, right? before the, he wasn't in the trade. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were just talking oh, about Lemieux. Guys. I'm sorry. I thought I, thought, yeah. I, I I don't know what I was saying there. I thought we were talking about guys yeah. that they were. Brendan Lemieux is there. I'm sorry, but, folks. But he's nothing. Brendan Lemieux is nothing. I misunderstood it. Yeah. Uh, so basically, else? it's Roslovic. Yeah, that's all we've Roslevic done. Roslovic was the first round pick yeah. who is going to remain there. But, like, if you. Like what was he like? The, he was like the twenty second or twenty third pick in the draft, something like that. So that's like the same first round pick that we're getting from San Jose. So if you if you really want to nitpick there, they got what they gave up pretty much. Everything right. is gone. No assets have been exchanged. Everyone is like just like leaving for free agency or traded away for nothing. So yeah. stop. Fretting on the path, and I was just thinking about this the other day. Like, stop with this revisionist history crap. Like every day, I'm seeing, oh, Alex Nylander's a bust, blah blah blah. Like, okay, buddy, what if they pick Charlie McAvoy with that pick? And also, Charlie McAvoy was not going to go eighth overall that year. No. That that's a pipe dream. He really just blossomed. Stop reading. Stop reading your Bleacher Report. You know, redrafting the 2016 draft. Okay, stop okay. it. Charlie McAvoy's on the Sabres last year. Where do they finish? Oh, we bought them out still. They bought them out still, but they're not in 31st place. And you know what happens if they're not in 31st place? Oh, yeah, Rasmus true. Dahlin's not on this team. And, oh, what if they trade for that pick for Cam Fowler? Are they in 31st place last year? No. Oh, boy. I forgot about that. Yeah. What if they draft Leon Dreisaitl with the second overall pick that year? Or William Nylander. Also, William Nylander was not going to go second overall that year. Right. Also, David Pasternak. Was not going to go. What if the Sabres picked David Pasternak second overall? We would have been crucified. Uh, no, crucified is an understatement. Yeah, it was. We want a Sam. Dry, dry, it would be no. And also, if it was Drysidel, oh my God, nobody like nobody was talking about like it was dry. The talk of Drysidel going second overall came late. Nobody wanted Leon Drysidel drafted that year. Maybe we it was even Sam Reinhart or Sam Bennett. That was it. That's. All everyone wanted. Can we throw Braden Point into that conversation? I I really want Braden Point. Yeah, but because like, like I know he went in the second round, third, right? Third, third, yeah. People will still say, "Oh, what if they drafted him?" Like, it, first of all, it it couldn't happen. Okay, like, and if we drafted Pasternak, the pa- re- there was no talk of pa- Pasternak even being drafted that high, no. which is ridiculous. I don't understand why. Oh, we could have had Pasternak. The like, reaction would be akin to the Knicks drafting Kristaps Porzingis. When worse. they did that. Worse. Worse, probably. Okay? I mean, Przingis worked out, but you get what I mean. They went way off the board. Same thing would have happened for the Sabres if they did that. So, yeah. I, I This is more so a rant on revisionist history, yes. right? Yeah. Because if something changes there, the Sabres don't have Rasmus Dahlian. Mm-hmm. Straight to the point. If anything changes. If they don't finish 31st last year, they don't have Rasmus Dahlian. And, you know, Rasmus Dahlian is... Th- Arguably the biggest piece to this team for the next ten to fifteen years. So, mm-hmm. just think. There you go. If we could travel in time, you make one wrong step anywhere from twenty fourteen to twenty eighteen, just like anywhere in the world, something changes and we don't get Dalene. Mm-hmm. Everything went perfect from that time on. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like I don't. I hope Alex Nylander pans out. He might pan out. He might not. Who cares? They have Rasmus Dahlin. Would you He's... rather have Rasmus Dahlin or Mikhail Sergeyev? <laughs> okay? Whatever. It's fine. Nylander's looking pretty good this season. Yeah, he's got, what, 17 points in 19 games? And I, I forget who tweeted it yesterday, but I like the tweet. Uh, if Nylander doesn't go to the AHL 
and he goes to Sweden or goes back to the OHL, and he's got a hundred points. He's a blue chipper. Yeah. This guy, he's gonna be a first line winger in the NHL, and he's just breaking into the AHL this year, and he's got seventeen points in nineteen games. And everyone's excited. Everyone's got their chest pumped out. They're like, yeah, here we go. He has seven. But because he went into the AHL not ready, Tim Murray ruined his development. Everyone is down on this guy. You got to remember, this is the year he should be going into the AHL. Mm-hmm. Should. He should have went back to AIK or Rogala in Sweden the first year at least, or went back to the OHL, and then he should have went to the AHL. He wasn't ready, and he's looking fine now. I get he's still having some turnovers and whatever, but he's a young player in the AHL. It's it's okay. Let's respect the fact that he is a young forward in the second best league in mm-hmm. the world playing against men and is a point, nearly a point-per-game player. Yeah. How about that? How about we see the bright side for once, Sabres fans? Okay, let's not let's not sulk. Okay? Who cares? Maybe Nylander's just taking a little more time than we thought he would. Okay? And that's okay. What if he I know. What if he comes What do you want to do? Rush him? What if he comes into the league next year and has 60, 70 points? Right. Are we going to be complaining that it took three years for him to get there? No, because we're going to forget this was ever a topic. Exactly. We're going to forget we ever talked about this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, does, is anyone thinking about last year anymore now that they're winning? Nobody. No. Like, it's okay. I would much winning rather forget about all. it. Points cure all. It's okay. Winning does cure, yes. Mm-hmm. Winning is the best revenge. That's what yes, I've Winning said. is the best medicine. Yes. And the, the building's packed every night now. This is great. Mm-hmm. Like, the, did you see the video at Panic? At, well, uh, when the weather at, is fair, the, people want to go to yeah. games. Did you see the video at the World's Largest Disco? Yes. The Reinhardt Yes. Goal. That was like, oh my, I got chills watching it. Mm-hmm. It was great. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. This is great. They're, they're winning. They're fun. They have Rasmus Dahlin. They got Eichel. Uh, there's tank discussions in my timeline on Twitter again. <laughs> like it's 2015. This is great. Do oh. you think we'll ever hear any particular writers bring up how the tank failed again? Mike Harrington still does. So. Oh, well, <laughs> there you go. Okay. We could say the name. Uh, I yeah. wanted to. I. <laughs> I did some digging the other day. The Sabres have 34 points. And I dug through every season since the rebuild began, uh, checking to see how long it took for the Sabres to reach 34 points. So should I start in reverse order or starting with the 13-14 season? Uh, Wait, start? Yeah, start going from the very beginning. Okay, so 2013-2014, this was... The suffering. We're going to have to go through some suffering, and the suffering just ended. There will be so, some suffering. Thank you, Darcy. Uh, this was the year they drafted Sam Reinhart. You can argue that the rebuild began here, mm-hmm. the teardown at least. So, Oh, yeah. January 25th, the Sabres reached 34 points. Wow. That's like two months from now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the next year, it's even worse. Remember, this was the tank year where they got Jack Eichel, 2014-2015. They lost every game in January. And by comparison, I did this the other, like last week, for when they hit 30 points. They hit 30 points on December 27th. The same year, the Sabres hit 34 points on February 7th. Oh, God, there's two months left in the season at that point. Yeah, February 7th. 
That's a long ways away. That's ooh, that's a really yeah. long time. Fifteen sixteen. This was the growth year. Yeah. Jack Eichel, Vander Kane show up. December twenty sixth. So significantly better. And then the next year, December twenty seventh. So slight, slight drop off. And then the next year, last year, arguably the worst season as a Sabres fan. 2017-2018, January 23rd. But then this year, November 24th. That's a very drastic... That's the best by a long shot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. About two-month difference from last year, too. So, Mm. Yeah, last year was terrible. Yeah, I don't know how we did this show. We didn't do that many episodes last year. There was nothing to talk about. We were just... We were just... That's Pounding right. on a dead horse. There so were long. weeks where we just said there's nothing to talk about. Why even do a show? Mm-hmm. It was just, oh, it was it, uh, every week. I remember getting sick of it because all we talked about was O'Reilly and trading, trading O'Reilly and Kane. Yeah, and I was getting so sick of it. I was, I, I didn't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. How about Ryan O'Reilly? I, my tweet kind of blew toxic. up a little bit, but I said, meanwhile, Ryan O'Reilly sitting in his stall. Mm-hmm. Talking about how he's got to be better. I, I haven't seen any like I haven't seen Rutherford or any anybody covering the Blues tweeting O'Reilly saying he has to be better. But he's been their best player. I don't think there's any denying that Ryan O'Reilly is a really good hockey player, and he's having a really good year. But the thought of O'Reilly having Skinner-like production on this team is borderline insane. He would be on the second line. With Oposo and Sherry on his wings. His most common line mates at even strength in St. Louis are Vladimir Tarasenko and Braden Shen. No, not Braden Shen. Jaden Schwartz. There's a pretty big difference between Kyle Oposo and Connor Sherry and Tarasenko and Jaden Schwartz. If you ask me, in my humble opinion, there's a pretty drastic difference. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that, so that's that's fair. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... Enough, uh, like, they're they're not undefeated. I like I'm seeing some people say that they would be ten times better if they had O'Reilly. It had to be done. It it literally had to be done. What if they came out this year with the same exact core, the same exact? They didn't change anything. They just Dalene's there, and we're gonna sign, we're gonna trade for Connor Sherry. Why is it even a problem? We have two times as many wins as we do losses. Why is why do people care about O'Reilly still? Why are we still dwelling on him? I don't know. And, like, people are still saying, oh, we got nothing. Tage Thompson. Tage Thompson is blowing up right now. He's playing really well. I understand the, the if you got a problem of Patrick Berglund, he's been not good this year. I like Vladimir Saboka. He's a good bottom six player. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first and second round pick. The, look at the, where the Blues are right now. We've look at where the Blues. They're in second last place in the National Hockey League, and everyone's saying, oh, we got nothing. They're going nowhere. We fulfilled... At least part of every need that we had in that trade. Part they we got did a draft fill pick. Every need. We got a good young prospect. We got we've, two draft picks. The mo- yeah, the most important. My favorite part of that whole trade was we got round- two and three NHL players. My three. favorite part, rounding out the bottom six. Mm-hmm. We had no depth these last through all the the rebuilding seasons. We had no depth. Mm-hmm. We finally have depth. We finally have guys we can move up and down the lineup. That was the most important part of that trade, in my opinion. Yeah, when I see, no, it, it just, I get triggered every single time I see somebody say we got nothing. 
The Sabres could literally get a top five pick in the draft next year. Mm-hmm. It could happen. If they don't address their goaltending, or if I'm, I go on cap friendly sometimes and I'm seeing Blues fans trade Tarasenko and Petrangelo for draft picks and prospects, like if that happens, what if they trade Tarasenko? If you trade Vladimir Tarasenko, you're not getting I mean, nearly what he's worth. At back. what point you do you consider it? At what point do you consider it, you know? But, like, what are you going to do? Because then, at that point, you don't have your first-round pick next That's year. That's right. Like, mm, I don't okay. know. Okay. Story time. Okay. I th- I imagine Ryan O'Reilly, you know, it's practice. Blue's coming off five straight losses. O'Reilly is scoring all the goals because of his line mates, of course. And he's, he's, he's turned into a head case. Okay, so everybody's left except for O'Reilly and, uh, let's say, who's someone on the Blues that could, that speaks, that speaks English? Robert Thomas. Okay, Robert Thomas. Yeah, Robert, yes, Robert, Robert Thomas. Robert, the, it's like the O'Reilly practices. The fine, the fine young. Everything is going in the right direction. The fine young protege, okay, yeah. the, 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 the lights are off in the locker room. Robert Thomas is the last off the ice. He's, you know, taking some extra shots. He comes in the locker room. And he just he hears he hears a, a whispering a, a whimper in the corner at one of the the stalls, and says, "I gotta be better. I, I, I gotta, <laughs> gotta gotta be better. Gotta be better. You know, gotta, gotta be better." And Thomas goes, "Hello." <laughs> he gets no response. He flicks on the light, and there's Ryan O'Reilly, hunkered in a chair, facing his stall with a towel around his neck, in his shorts and t-shirt. I just, can imagine it. Just looking down. I, I, I gotta be better, you know. I just gotta gotta be. Better. Thomas walks up. Ryan, Ryan, are you okay? I I got I gotta be better, you know. I, there's, there's no excuse. And it, starts with, and it starts and, with me. And, and it starts with me. Ryan, there's nobody here. Why are you? I got I, I gotta be better. And it goes on and on. And that is the, the probably the state of mind that Ryan O'Reilly is in right now. <laughs> the guy can't catch a break. He can't. Honestly, but. he can't. Yeah, I because the Blues they were supposed to be like a cup team this year. <laughs> like, I hope Ryan O'Reilly writes a book one day. <laughs> he has seen. He'll be titled "Suffering." Yeah, yeah, really. He has been through so many trials and tribulations, driving through a Tim Hortons, being on so many bad teams, making one playoff team. Like, man, the Can't guy. Catch a break. I don't know. But I respected that he was. Uh, he owned up to. He was a. Uh, I mean, what's the word? Jeez. He was. He owned up to. He was uh, accountable. accountable. Yes, accountable. He was yeah. accountable. Mm-hmm. But the fact that every single game, I gotta be better. Like he scored two goals. Yeah, I gotta be better. That was my man. Blah blah. blah. Like it was. It just got to the point where. What? What's the point? It just gets to like. Come on, stop it. Yeah. Like, no. And you're almost throwing your teammates under the bus because you're. The the thought of they're good because O'Reilly's not on the team is again insane. But the thought of the Blues are bad because he's on the team is insane because he's the he's been their best player, mm-hmm. and the Sabers are better because Jeff Skinner is here. The Sabers are better because Rasmus Dahlin's here. They're better because Connor Sherry's here. None of this happens. Guys are taking Skinner. a step. Eichel is taking his game to another level, even though he's not scoring goals, but he's been having a really Who really cares? good season. He's having a crazy season. Mm-hmm. So. I don't discredit the fact that they're a little better because I think getting O'Reilly out of the locker room was necessary. They got rid of all of the cancerous quotation marks players for the locker room. Leonard's gone, Kane's gone, 
Uh, Jacob Josephson, those bums oh, in the God. bottom six are gone. Josephson. You know what I mean. Like, yeah. ooh, ooh, life baby. is good. The Sabres are a good hockey team now. Now I'm yeah. trying to, yeah, 23-32. Yeah, it was, it just got to the point where, oh, come on. 42. But, yeah, stop saying the Sabres didn't get anything for O'Reilly because Tage Thompson's going to be a real player in this league. And how are the Blues going to get better? I don't understand how just they're just going to be much better next year. They're really bad this year. They sit in second last, second or third last in the league, and they still don't have goaltending. If they don't get Bobrovsky or Verlamov next year, what are they going to do? So by my count, I'm sorry, I was just counting when you were talking, but by my count, give or take a few numbers if I missed some or if my my addition was wrong, the Sabres already have 73 goals. We, we had the discussion a few episodes ago about never having more than 212 goals in a season. It's only quarter of the way through. And we already have almost half the goals that we had oh last season. So I'm, that it's just pointing that out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a point to be made there, but I mean, just just pointing that out. And they already have like fifty something points from defensemen this year. Mm-hmm. Did they even get a goal from their defensemen at this point last year? I don't think so. No, I think it was like twenty twenty six games in against Detroit. I think oh Scandella had it. Yeah, but yeah, like. The Sabres are going to get a good pick regardless from this Blues trade. I'm convinced. I don't think they're going to be better next year. Bristol Lions having a darn good year. So is Dalian. Mm-hmm. Don't they have the same amount of points? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's, wow. When you put that into perspective. Yeah. Dalian, he's on a roll. He's getting been getting points every game, at least an assist every I, I game. Just, I can't wait for tonight's game. I can't watch. I got work, but oh well. What do you think? Oh, what do you think the reception for Vander Kane is going to be like tonight? Oh, we'll cheer him. I, I hope. Sure. Unless um, I have a feeling he's going to get booed. Yeah, you know we don't we don't take too kindly that people have done bad things in Buffalo. Yeah. So maybe he'll get a little round of applause. Um. But I don't know. Something tells me we're gonna we're gonna cheer. It'll him. be half and half. I yeah, think. Yeah. There will be. be like, it won't be like Winnipeg. But yeah. No. Because he shouldn't get booed. All the fans that were crying when he got traded last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that... Last year was full of reactions like that, mm-hmm. you know? I I wasn't happy with the Kane trade at first. I had some rash criticisms that I take back now. There's still people calling the Kane trade a bad trade. It, they got a first-round pick. It had in. to be done. What do, you, what do you want? I know. I'm Looking back on it... That was a damn fine trade. All right, we 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 did well. We'll see who they pick. Yep. We hope. hope hey, what if they? Well, they can find a nice defenseman there. Dowling's mm-hmm. partner for the future. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, there's some around the NHL. We we we're done with the Sabres. You only did it right. Some around the NHL. The trade. Oh yes, that happened. The Strom trade. We get to that first. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the Strom trade first. Mm-hmm. And again. The tank worked, my friends. Mm-hmm. The tank worked. Jack Eichel. Where is this team without Jack Eichel? His 2015 cohort, Dylan Strome, is on the team. Mm-hmm. That's what. Where are, I mean, Jeff Skinner doesn't have the production that he has without Jack Eichel. No way, right? No. Absolutely not. We don't have Jeff Skinner if we don't have Jack Eichel. I yeah, does Skinner believe. wave his no move to come to Buffalo no. if no. there's no Jack Eichel? No. Not, yeah. Again. Just one quick thing before we get into this trade. I've, I've heard that. I've heard people say maybe Skinner just wanted to come to Buffalo to to play with Eichel 
to boost his stock for free agency so he could, you know... So he could sign with a team that doesn't have a real number one center and, yeah. and go back to scoring just 20 goals a year. Like, but, but, but wait, why why would he... Come, why would he want to play with Jack Eichel? I, Eichel's, Eichel's fantastic, but he's not... Like, you wouldn't want to be traded to Pittsburgh and play with Sidney Crosby? Like, what? he wanted to come here for a reason. He chose us for a reason, you know? And people are saying, like, he's only using Buffalo to, to get a contract somewhere else. He could have gone to any other team with a better winger, or no, a better center, that is, for him. But he chose to come here with Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. So he wants to be here for some reason. If he wanted to boost his stock, he would have went to Pittsburgh for a year or... Or, or Winnipeg for a year, Nashville or something. Like he came here for a reason, and I'll, I that's something that came to my mind. He chose to come here. Yeah, I'll, I'll let it rest. It's always nice, but but yeah, this team, if they won a couple more games in 2014-2015, they I'm 99 percent sure they got Dylan Strome, and that would not be good. And I'll it would have been that. him because. What, what, in, was don't, Marner, again, revisionist history. Dylan Strome was fantastic in his draft year. McDavid goes down with that hand injury, and Strome doesn't miss a beat. The consensus about Strome, it seems like, around the league, is that he's a really good player, he just can't skate. Yeah. That's what everyone says about him. Exactly. And it's 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 hard to, you know, correct skating, mm-hmm. of course, at this point. But I, I saw a Joe Thornton comparison for Strome. Oh, yeah, that could make sense. I think... Maybe you could say the same like about Reinhardt because you don't see him show much flash with uh, skating. He's a really smart player and all that stuff, but he's not the fastest guy. And look at Strom was above point per game in the AHL. Like I think he's still way he's above. St- yeah, yeah. He's yeah. still gonna be a player in the league. I just he's just not living up to the third overall pick. Like look at who was drafted behind him. Mm-hmm. The Coyotes picked literally anybody else that was picked in that range they're yeah. looking fine besides Hannafin Hannafin hasn't really lived up to his status but I think that's besides the point the only other guy I think Marner was always projected to be fourth I I I really liked Marner I think I I liked him more than Strom cuz I remember but I I liked Strom back then too but Strom or Hannafin Marner had the speed that was my thing Strom and Hannafin was the real discussion for the third yes. pick, if I if I remember I, I remember the Bruins were trying to trade up to the third pick to get Hannafin mm-hmm. the Boston boy but I think that worked yeah. out for them yeah <laughs> so yeah I mean uh Strom and Brandon Perlini going to the Blackhawks for uh, Nick, Schmaltz. Nick Schmaltz, yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Coyotes got enough here. I mean, Nick Schmaltz is a really good player, but you just traded a player who was drafted third overall just three, four years ago now who is coming off above point per game year. Yeah, this was a huge gamble. I mean, if Chicago, if Perlini and Strom pan out, the Coyote, this is egg on the Coyotes' face right now. That's... I mean, Schmaltz is a really good player. He scored 20 goals last year, off to a slower start. But I'm surprised it was just – it was two for one. That's also something that helps Chicago, who has – who they're – they don't really have much depth at forward. Good depth. Like, I think Perlini – Perlini's definitely an upgrade of what they have. And I think they, they're going to play Strom on the fourth line, which I don't know. I would – and, again, Alex DeBrinkett. You can reunite Strom and Debrinket. They they were really good in juniors together. So we'll see what happens. I think the Coyotes got the best player in the trade right now. 
but I think if Strom can live up to being a second-line center, and Perlini, Perlini has scored goals. I think he scored like 17 goals last year, so mm-hmm. it's a gamble for both sides, but we'll see what happens. It's an interesting trade. It happened really late. I don't know why they keep trading with each other. Though. Yeah, this is the fifth trade that they've made since John Shaka became the GM of the Coyotes, so like they not, only trade with each other. You're not going to get better just swapping players with another bad team. Mm-hmm. Two, two mediocre teams right now. Right. Just trying to make a shakeup. Mm-hmm. I am excited. Yeah. I'm excited. This is yeah. this is fun. Uh, other news. Uh, we were talking about uh, the Oilers. Right. Last episode. And we record early, like, for example, it's 8.49 in the morning right now. And then, like, right when we finished, the Oilers fired Todd McClellan yeah. and brought Ken Hitchcock in. So, what? I don't. I haven't been paying much attention to the Oilers, but I know they won their first game with Hitchcock. I don't know how they've done since, but it seems like oh, I was watching their old game strategy. I don't know. A few nights ago, I don't know if they won though against the Kings. I bet they won. And speaking of the Kings, Cal Peterson has been playing pretty well for yes, them. Yes, he has. I'm going to the Kings game on the on December 11th. I'm scared that he's going to play, mm. and I hope everyone boos the living crap and out just, of this guy. Oh man, he just roast us. Ah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, w- I mean, like, I wish he signed. I wish Cal Peterson signed, but I'm not losing sleep. Like, Hutton and all. all, all we haven't talked about Allmark. Allmark was fantastic in that shootout. Yes. He, yes. He was great. Stacking the pads, sprawling blocker stops. The he was spread outstanding. eagle. The spread eagle. Yep. Mm. Yep. Putting that blocker on top of the pad to make that stop, that was gorgeous. He let in a really soft goal. Uh,. The first one against Detroit, but he was stellar from that mm. point. Oh, that one. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, well, if I see it, I would. Then there was that weird bounce, but that wasn't yes, his that fault. Was lucky. Who cares? Lucky you saved that. But back to the Oilers. Yeah, yeah. So they fired McClellan, and I get, I get why they did it. I just don't think that Hitchcock is the right guy to coach a young team like that. But I don't know. Who knows? Uh, other news: Ron Hextall was fired as the Philadelphia Flyers GM, and I've been advocating that the Flyers hire Tim Murray because <laughs> look at, you know, there's got to be some some guys out there in the Sabres organization that Tim Murray would like to th- throw a couple second-round picks our way, maybe one of their prospects, because, you know, Robin Leonard, Tim Murray fell in love with Robin Leonard. He thought he was an elite goalie of the future, and... Sabres got a first-round pick, so maybe Tim Murray learned his lesson about doing that, but I don't know. Murray's not up to anything at the moment, last time I've heard. I think so. there's a reason for that. <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> but, but, I mean, he's getting paid. Like He signed an extension. He Yeah. He got, fired before, he got fired before his extension even kicked in. So He's totally just chilling right now. He's just chilling yeah. in Shawville, Quebec, mm-hmm. watching hockey. But I saw, they were talking about him at Hockey Central a couple of weeks ago. And they said he wants to get back in. So really, he wants to get back into the game. So I hope the Flyers hire him. Maybe he'll throw two second round picks of Sabres away for Rasmus Asplund or something Man. crazy like that. He was not good. I he brought in some good pieces to this team. Let's be real, but he made some but like bad moves. You know, I I I look back very negatively on the he he brought Jack Eichel into the organization. He. He deserves 
some credit for that. Because... He had the vision. Yeah, I'd say, but he didn't apply. His he couldn't build well. a team. Yes, he couldn't. Yeah, M- yeah. mostly defense. That's the thing. He wasn't him. very good at evaluating talent beyond, especially the, defense. Yeah, beyond the first round. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, the Flyers again. Yeah, Ron Hextall fired, which is I was talking to Kyle Powell at GR yesterday. He's a Flyers fan, and we were talking. It's just amazing that Hextall, being the great goalie that he was could not evaluate or find a goalie for the Flyers. Like, I don't It just boggles my mind. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. I love goalies. I'm, I just like looking up obscure goalies and all that stuff on Hockey Reference. Five different goalies have already played for the Flyers. Maybe six Hart. They got to give Hart Carter a Hart chance could soon. But come he, is, up. he is struggling in the AHL. But you got so. Elliot... Neuverth, Lion, Lion, Stolarz played. I didn't even know he was still in the league. He uh, has to be what the backup in the AHL, or is he a starter? He might be a backup. I don't know. And then uh, Cal, what is it? Ah. Picker. Yeah, Cal. Picker. Yeah, Picker. Yeah, yeah. So something's got to give in Philly. They're probably gonna trade Wayne Simmons. How much longer can they go on like this without Hart, having a goalie? If Hart doesn't pan out, they're screwed. What are you gonna do? Get Bobrovsky again? I would. <laughs> like, I maybe he'll come back. They'll be, bring the band back to they get JVR back. Right. And they'll bring Bobrovsky back. I have a feeling Bobrovsky is gonna stay in Columbus. I have a feeling. I don't know. I have a feeling they'll keep both Panarin and Bobrovsky. Really? I hope they do. I don't know if Panarin wants to be there. I don't know. I think the, wants, I think I, the Blue Jackets are my pick to win the cup. He wants to live big American life in New York City or something like that. The Blue Jackets are my pick to win the cup. I think really? I think yes. Wow. I mean, did anyone have Washington winning the no, cup? No, no, you're year? right. You're right. You're right. I think they got this. My preseason pick was the Capitals. I think it could still happen. I think they're going to win. Perhaps we should let's reevaluate at the mid-season at the All-Star break when we have nothing to talk about for the show. That's true. We'll do midseason award predictions and midseason cup predictions and playoff mm-hmm. predictions. We'll do that. Okay. Should we end off on Eugene Melnick? Oh yes, more fun out of Ottawa as Eugene Melnick is now in a legal dispute with. Is it a business partner or is it? I think it's co-owner? just a business partner with a business partner. So because of a deal that fell flat in LeBreton, LeBreton Flats, I believe yes. it's called around Ottawa, somewhere in Ontario, where the Senators failed to secure an arena deal. So, to begin with, arena deal is off the table, so Ottawa's back to square one. And now, the issue that Melnick is taking priority with is this lawsuit with his business partner. So this is another step backwards because... You're putting the, clearly with a guy as inept as Eugene Melnick and power hungry as he is, the deal is going to take a backseat to his own personal issue with his business partner. It's for $700 million. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, you're fighting over $700 million. You can't put that into an arena. You can't work together there. What, What went wrong? I don't know. If I'm a Sanders fan... I mean, clearly, the arena is not what is most important to Melnick right now if he's filing this lawsuit. This is just another hurdle that the Senators 
ownership and organization has to get through to get to the the next point in building this arena. So, is Melnick the owner like five years from now? Oh God, I yeah, something. Teams don't get sold that often. Oh my God, like are are the Senators still in Ottawa five years from now? Are they in Quebec? Huh. Well, I just that would be cool. They're either moving or Melnick's not the owner five years from now. I just don't think Ottawa's meant to have a hockey team. Really? I, 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 oh come on. You, you you lost your first one in the 20s. This one is a borderline disaster. Borderline. Borderline. Okay. <laughs> what, what else is there to say? I mean, thank God this isn't the Sabres going through this. Yeah, right. Thank God we have a guy who cares about the city and the team and the sport. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the fans. And the fans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Poor Ottawa. The Senators are... They're in limbo. Uh, we're a few days away from William Nylander having to sit out the rest of the season, too. That's true. What do you think? Does he get traded? Oh. Traded, signed, or they don't meet the deadline at all. Mm. I have a feeling the deadline will not be met, and he's just going to sit out the rest of the year. That's what my hunch is telling me, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. We're hearing like a longer-term deal, six years, around $7 million. So if Toronto signs that contract, uh, good luck finding a defenseman. Right. Because you got, what is it, $11 million in Tavares? Yeah. It's going to be seven-ish in Nylander. And then Matthews is going to get at least 11, I would assume. Marner, probably nine, maybe ten, if he can keep up the hot plays having. Marlowe's making six. Uh, Jake Gardner, I'd assume they'd like to keep him. He's going to get at least five, maybe six. Mm -hmm. Riley's making five, something like that. So good luck building your defense core. (laughs) They, they should trade Nylander for defense, but I don't think that's the plan for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. Uh, scoreboard watching tonight that would be relevant to the Sabres. Uh, the Sanders face the Flyers tonight. Uh, Canadians and the Hurricanes. Ducks and Lightning as well. And the Jets face the Penguins. And the Kings and Canucks face each other tonight too, so... Some last-place implications on that one. How about the Canucks? They have really dropped off. They're down at 20th in the NHL. They were top five at one point. What's sad is they still have a chance in that division. Yeah, the the Pacific is just dreadful at this moment. Uh, it's really just wide open. Vegas is back in a playoff spot all of a sudden after their really, really bad start. And you look at the bottom of the standings, the Blues... What are you rooting for here for the Blues? Do you want the pick to go to next year? Are you hoping, holding out hope that maybe it's 11th this year so the Sabres get to keep it? I think I would rather have next year's pick at this point. I just don't. Right now. I just don't. At this point in time, I just don't see a world where the Blues pick will be in the playoffs next year. I, don't, right. I just don't see it. Right. Like Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo. Uh, Clem Costin aren't going to come up and be world beaters next year. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it. So, unless they get Sergei Bobrovsky, I just 
I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. They haven't been a playoff team the last two years now, right? Mm-hmm. They missed the year before. Right. Right. So who knows? But it's a fun time in Buffalo. It's Hockey Fights Cancer Night tonight. If you're going down to the arena, you're going to get a free scarf. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, I went to Hockey Fights Cancer Night, and they sold, like, mystery hats that were oh, signed yeah, by yeah. each player. I had Jordan Nolan, and I was very upset. But I sold it to my friend. I made I made profit off of it. So. How much did you make? Five bucks. What did you sell it to him for? Like 35 something Are like you that. kidding me? Yeah, it, they were expensive hats. I, it was either 20 or... 20 or 25, oh, something like oh, that. Oh, okay, I got you, I got you. They were nice hats, oh, Wait, though. why would he want a Jordan Nolan hat? He had a weird obsession with Jordan Nolan for some okay. reason. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's all we got for this episode. The Sa- Well, if the Sabres win tonight, maybe we'll do another episode on Thursday. But, yeah, yeah if they keep it up, we'll do another episode. We'll do two episodes a week until the streak ends. Yeah. So we'll keep we'll As keep long as the good times are rolling, then. Yeah. So will the... The film or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and the Bills just won two, two yeah. in a row. The Sabres, Buffalo has Buffalo not, has not lost a professional game in like almost a month. So we Buffalo has won thirteen straight games, I believe it is, right? Or yeah, 11 I believe straight, so. eleven straight. Yeah, eleven. Can the Sabres make it ten tonight for the first time since two thousand and six? Where they started the season ten and zero. We shall see, we shall see. But anyways, we hope you enjoyed. Uh, we would love to hear your feedback. You can let us know on Twitter or Instagram. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. You can also subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes at the Charging Buffalo. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Joe TCB NHL, and also you can go follow Luke on Twitter at LVKETCB. And once again, we appreciate you all for listening to us every week, and we will see you either. Thursday or next Thursday, next Tuesday. One of the two. And that's it for this episode. Goodbye.